day, folks. Welcome to episode 126 of the Ubuntu Security Podcast. I'm Alex Murray, and this week we're going to go over a few things a bit different than usual. Uh, in this week, there's actually only been two CVEs that have been addressed by the team, but there has been a fair number of security updates that have been done. And I guess I wanted to uh, use that as a case to kind of highlight how uh, some of the work we do is not just uh, fixing CVEs, but other sorts of things as well. So I'm going to go into that. Uh, plus, there's some announcements uh, out of the AppArmor project, uh, our certifications group, and from the release team as well that I wanted to cover too. But first, let's just get into the security updates from the past week. So as I said, there have been two different CVEs that have fixed this, been fixed this week. Uh, the first update we had, though, wasn't actually a CVE fix. It was for the Open Crypto uh, KI uh, project. This is a PKCS11 daemon, and it was actually a bug fix that was deemed to have security implications. So this was actually done by uh, Simon Chopin from the Foundations team and had, had backported this fix from the 2110 release, which is in development at the moment, back to uh, Ubuntu 2104. And this was going to be done via the stable release update process. And so this is the process that's followed by, for any updates that go into the stable releases that aren't security fixes. Because we want to make sure that updates that are done um, you know, maintain uh, compatibility and don't introduce regressions or bugs or anything like that, uh, they go through this stable release update process that means uh, that the updates have to be well tested and then they sit in the proposed pocket for that release for a week before uh, migrating to being released and that assumes then that uh, all the various packages that run their auto package tests as a result of that being in the proposed pocket, all of those uh, then pass. Uh, so that then makes sure that uh, updates that are done are high quality, but uh, it does mean that things like security updates obviously take longer to get to users, plus some users don't actually enable the updates pocket. Uh, you know, they're very risk averse, and so then they only install essentially packages from uh, the release or from the security updates. And in this case, this uh, bug fix did have uh, security implica implications, and so we sponsored that uh, for the foundations team into the security pocket, so that basically everyone will get that, uh, regardless of if you're running updates or not. Uh, after that was an update for Docker. This is for uh, Ubuntu releases 18.04 and 20.04 long-term support and 21.04. This was a backport of the uh, more recent 20.10.7 release of Docker uh, to these older releases. This uh, includes a bunch of security fixes. And so again, this went via the security pocket. Uh, but being a version upgrade, uh, not too surprisingly, this then does have some uh, regressions in terms of functionality. In particular, it doesn't support the older AUFS storage driver. And instead now uh, you need to use the OverlayFS or OverlayFS2 storage driver uh, in preference. That then means that if you were using the AFS driver, uh, your containers would fail to come back up, unfortunately, after that update. And so then you need to manually export your images, switch the storage driver over, and then load them back uh, with this uh, OverlayFS storage driver. I've got a link to uh, how you can do that in the show notes if you need to. And again, uh, yeah, thanks to Lucas Kaneshiro from the server team for preparing that update uh, that we sponsored on their behalf. Uh, up to that was an update for Perl. This is one CVE that was for the 2104 release. Uh, in this case, the encode library in Perl could end up running arbitrary Perl code from your current working directory. Uh, and this was actually introduced by a change uh, in the 3.05 version of the encode library, which is included in Perl 5.32 uh, and 5.34. Uh, so this only affected uh, Perl in our newer releases like 2104. So it didn't need to be fixed uh, in the older releases because it wasn't present there. 
an update for the Sierras uh, library after that. This is a library for asynchronous domain name resolution and it failed to properly validate certain host names that were returned from the DNS server and so that could then allow a remote attacker to possibly perform domain hijacking attacks uh, against you as a result. And this actually affected quite older versions of Sierras as well. So it went all the way back to our 604 extended security maintenance release, plus 1804 long-term support, 204 long-term support, and the 2104 release. And finally, uh, an update for GPSD was uh, the last update for this week. And this is for uh, affecting Ubuntu releases 204 long-term support and 2104. In this case, again, it's a, another update that wasn't assigned a CVE, but we deemed it did have security implications. And so this was uh, prepared by Mark Delorio from our team uh, to update GPSD. Uh, the problem that GPSD had was or, or what GPSD needs to do, it needs to handle leap seconds. And so these are seconds that get inserted essentially into you know, timekeeping uh, to account for the slowly changing rotation of the speed of the Earth. And so every now and then we insert a leap second because you know, the Earth is slowing down very slightly. Um, and GPSD tries to predict when leap seconds will happen. Uh, these actually do get encoded in the uh, kind of GPS time stream that uh, GPSD is handling. Uh, and so it can be told about those in advance, but it only gets kind of short notice. So what they do is uh, they, GPSD developers know that in general they happen at a certain rate. Uh, leap seconds that is and so they've uh, got code in there to try to automatically handle them the problem is there was a bug in the code which would uh, mean that on the 31st of october this year later this year uh, gpsd the time would jump back by 1024 weeks and so you can imagine if you are using your gps receiver for accurate timekeeping or as a you know time source for uh, you know or maybe a positioning source for a self-driving car or uh, some other kind of real world application you can imagine that if you suddenly have the time jump back by a thousand weeks or more on your device uh, very strange things could happen and so yeah we did deem that while it didn't have obvious security implications it did have uh, quite significant uh, functionality implications and so we released this via the security pocket this update uh, this just backports the fix from upstream this did only affect GPSD uh, versions uh, greater than or equal to 3.20 and so it only affected uh, the more recent Ubuntu releases but yeah that has now been fixed and I've got a link in the show notes as well to a great write-up uh, about that issue in uh, lwn.net, Linux Weekly News. So go check that out if you want to know more details. And that is it for this week in security updates. Uh, so some other things I wanted to talk about this week. Uh, the App Armor project has done a couple uh, minor point releases. Uh, at the end of last week, 3.0.2 was released. Uh, this was a bug fix release for uh, various different issues that have been uh, found in the 3.0.0 and 3.0.1 or 3.0 series, should I say, in App Armor. So it includes things like um, updates for uh, the, the App Armor policies that are shipped for things like PHP 8, um, making sure you've got access to the Widevine DRM plugins in Firefox, uh, support for reading crypto policies and for using um, you know, the system installed uh, secure, uh, SSL certificates and that kind of thing in various SSL using applications, plus a heap of other fixes and uh, bug fixes as well. Uh, but shortly after that, there was an issue that was discovered and so the 3.0.3 release was made that included you know, an extra bug fix. Uh, we are hoping to land that in uh, the current development release of Ubuntu 21.10, uh, the Impish injury, before the feature freeze next week. So yeah, I expect uh, Impish to ship with 3.03. And yeah, so uh, look out for that one. Uh, also in Ubuntu security news, uh, the FIPS 140-2 certification has been done for Ubuntu 20.04 long-term support. 
And so uh, FIPS essentially uh, allows your organizations to run and develop applications that can target the US public sector and uh, other federal government agencies that uh, essentially mandate that you need to have uh, these FIPS certification. Uh, it's Federal Information Processing Standard. Uh, and essentially what we do is we make sure that the crypto modules within Ubuntu 24 long-term support in this case are all validated to that standard. Uh, you know, these, as I say, these are used within uh, the US public sector, defense, uh, healthcare, finance, all kinds of things, uh, sort of mandating these sorts of requirements now. And so then this covers things like uh, the crypto subsystem in the Linux kernel, uh, OpenSSL, libgcrypt, which is actually used by uh, Lux for full disk encryption. So that then means you then have a FIPS certified full disk encryption implementation, as well as StrongSwan, that's the IPsec based uh, VPN. And so uh, all of these are available through the Ubuntu Advantage program or Ubuntu Pro, which is uh, kind of Ubuntu images that have Ubuntu Advantage baked into them on the public clouds. So that's things like AWS and Azure. They include that already. And along with uh, the extended security maintenance uh, pockets or parts of Ubuntu as well. And so uh, something to note though, uh, this FIPS 140-2 is kind of being sunsetted at the moment by uh, NIST and others. Uh, the future is FIPS 140-3 and this aligns with uh, the ISO 17990 standard, which is uh, the ISO security requirements for cryptographic module standard. So yeah, very similar to what FIPS tries to do, but in a more uh, global context. Uh, so what uh, NIST have done is that the existing certifications under FIPS 140-2 will have a sunset date of five years from the validation date, which means that it's valid for five years. So if you are deploying Ubuntu 24 long-term support you're, uh, with FIPS, you know that that can be uh, you know, valid for five years from now. Uh, we are preparing Ubuntu for the new certification. Uh, so we intend to provide FIPS 140-3 certified uh, packages uh, in a future release of Ubuntu. So look out for that as well. Uh, in the show notes, if you want to know more, I've got a link to uh, the blog post about that, as well as the full list of certifications that are available for Ubuntu as well. And finally, something I wanted to mention, I saw the release team uh, put out a notice saying that uh, the next point release of 2004 uh, long-time support would be delayed by a week. And so uh, this is uh, yeah, the next sort of uh, installment in the 2004 long-term support series. Uh, essentially, there are uh, kind of um, regular milestones where we re-spin the install media with the latest security updates and updates and all of those in there so that you, know, you don't have to download a huge number of updates. Uh, when you do that install, and it means the install media itself is potentially uh, you know, less vulnerable to, <laughs> to kind of attacks that could be done against it when you do your update. This does, however, include uh, the latest updates to Shim, the uh, UEFI uh, Shim bootloader. Uh, and so this has, or we have noticed some issues with this on particular uh, UEFI machines. So certain Dell and Sony VAIO uh, machines were failing to boot this from the install media. So yeah, a fix is in progress for that. Uh, so because of that, plus uh, there's also an issue with the RISC-V uh, kernel build in certain scenarios. Uh, the release team have decided to delay that by one week to make sure those bugs can be fixed and you know the install media can be uh, created without those issues. So yeah, again, if you wanna know more links, I've got a link to a discourse post about that in the show notes as well. Okay, and last of all, I just wanted to mention we are still hiring. We have open positions at the moment for a Linux cryptography and security engineer. So that is on our certifications team. And so if my earlier talk of FIPS certifications and the like really piqued your interest, I urge you to check that out. As well, we have a generalist position on the team open as well. So if you just want to come and help make Ubuntu more secure, I urge you to check out the links for that in the show notes as well and apply. We would love to have you join our team. 
All right, so that's it for this week's episode. Thanks, everyone, for listening again for another week. If you want to get in contact with the team, you can always email us at securityubuntu.com with anything uh, Ubuntu security related, you know, vulnerability reports or questions or anything of that nature. Uh, you can also come chat to us in real time in the Ubuntu security channel on the libera.chat.irc network. Uh, and we are on Twitter at Ubuntu underscore sec as well, if that is more your kind of thing. Okay, so I will be back again with you all next week to do this all again. But until then, remember, keep calm because we've got your back and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.